Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore personal finance topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. On this podcast, we explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of money. Thanks for joining us. Hi, you may have noticed that today's episode is going live on a Thursday rather than our usual Wednesday. And we did that on purpose because today is New Year's Eve and we would not be a personal finance podcast if we didn't talk about some financial resolutions, particularly financial discipleship resolutions. From all of us at Compass Catholic Ministries, we wish you a wonderful and blessed 2021. Enjoy this episode. Today, our guiding principle of this podcast comes from the book of Psalms. So do you want to read that, that principle there? Sure. So it's from Psalm 51, verses 12 and 13. And it says, a clean heart create for me. God, renew within me a steadfast spirit. Do not drive me from before your face, nor take me from your Holy Spirit. Lean heart, create for me, oh God. And that's what we're trying to do with these resolutions, right? We're kind of resetting and, and kind of taking a moment to say, what do I want to accomplish? What does the Lord want me to accomplish with my, my finances starting in 2021? And I think it's important that we not ignore the tumultuousness that some people really face this year. They had income instability. A lot of people lost jobs. A lot of people had to go through um, a lot of money for medical expenses. So I think it's important that in addition to us setting a goal that we start the year with compassion mm. and think about what other people went through or maybe we went through. Yeah, I, I think that's part of creating a clean heart is a heart that takes that compassion and uses it to move ourselves forward, but also do it in a generous state. Yeah, I love that. And I and I that's funny because the same part for me stuck out the clean heart because you know, I think our heart is where we store a lot of our stuff. You know, we store our mm -hmm. treasures, we we Mary pondered in her heart. So I think if we give that a good cleaning and we let God kind of clean that out, we can make right. some space for some hopefully some better spiritual spiritual things and emotional and everything really in general. But I love the creating me a clean heart, oh God. Just clear that up, make that nice and tidy for you. But I yeah. think so as we enter into, like I said, the end of the year, we I think most people make resolutions or try to make resolutions. And um, I think the most common ones, right, get in shape, get healthy, lose weight, get my finances in order is a, is a common um, new year resolution. Um, and I think that's something that hopefully we can help our listeners with. Last week, we announced that we're going to be Starting a 21-day financial fast, starting on January 1st, we invite you to join us in that financial fast and essentially really identifying your needs, only spending money on your needs, uh, tracking your expenses, um, making gratitude a habit, and going through this together as a group to keep each other accountable to this financial fast, which is huge. If you haven't thought about it, go back and listen to that episode and give it some thought and prayer and decide if you want to join us. And it's 21 days. Like it's not, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, the whole year of 2021 has to be financial. <laughs> 21 days. I think we could do it. 
Um, but that is our resolution and it's going to be something that we're going to have to make actionable and we're going to have to like, you know, um, you know, really kind of stick to the plan. So today's topic, we're talking about seven tips for keeping to those financial resolutions. Um, do you have any other resolutions, Diana? That you're you know, make? I was just, we were talking about this before we started recording that normally I have like, I normally have a whole list of things that I want to like accomplish and do and get better at. And I haven't really taken that to prayer yet this year. Um, and it's uh, getting pretty close to January 1st. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm gonna have to do that. I think one thing, um, it's funny, my priest, he keeps giving me the same uh, penance is to live in the moment. And so I think that's one thing that I, I actually wrote it um, in my classroom yesterday and I put a little post-it like be fully present, just trying to embrace each moment where I'm at and not worry about what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. Like this is where Diana is right now and let's focus on the joy that is in this moment. So that's one thing that I, I do want to continue in to moving into the 2021. I think what's really important in what you just said there is contentment and maybe that's something I'll, mm. I'll work on developing and maybe that we can make that actionable and you know develop a habit around that but I think the whole issue of contentment I mean it's not just one that detracts you from being present I think it's also um, something that can is the reason why so many people grow their consumer debt you know there's always this if then if I have mm. you know blank then I'll be happier if I have if I get this then I will find joy and when you don't make contentment a habit, then you live in the gap. And then you try and fill the gap with stuff, which is debt. Contentment's probably something we should really give thought to in 2021 and, and see if we can fill that gap with the Lord rather than stuff. What's so funny is throughout COVID, you know, the whole, uh, that Netflix series uh, with the Marie Kondo and, and yes. junking your house and taking everything out. Isn't that so funny that that's like an industry is removing the junk? Like, let if we did that, if you went through, you know, we kind of made condo a verb. If you condoed your house in 2020, let's not try and fill it up again. Oh yeah, for <laughs> in real. 2021. Oh goodness. So whatever your financial resolution is, if it's growing contentment, if it's starting to live on a spending plan, um, if it's paying off certain debts, maybe getting your student loans to a certain level, whatever your your goal is um, if it's doing the 21 day uh, financial fast with us. And I pray you do. Uh, we have seven steps for you to keep to those resolutions. Yes. These seven steps for kind of creating and, and helping to make re resolutions and keep resolutions. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode where he says like, anyone can take reservations. It's the keeping <laughs> so the same thing with resolutions. It's, it's the keeping that matters, right? Yes, exactly. So the first tip for keeping those financial resolutions is to concentrate on one or two of the most important resolutions. And that is so hard, Diana. Mm. Like I want to make all the resolutions when I start making them. I want them all, all the resolutions. That's not good. <laughs> like St. <Saint laughs> Teresa, I choose all, right? I choose I all. Choose all. I choose all. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But really, I mean, focusing is where you're going to have success, especially when it comes to your finances. If we try and do all the things, you're going to end up overwhelmed and you're going to step away within a few weeks. Right. So what I recommend you do if you are trying to get yourself financially fit in the new year, go to our money map and see where you are on the money map. Go to compasscatholic.org. Look at the money map. Do you have 
$1,000 in your emergency fund? Do you have a generosity plan? Do you have a spending plan in action? Okay, you got those things. Let's go on to destination two. Um, and then, you know, kind of move from there. So I think that's a really good place to start and will help you kind of develop a process to move along in your financial wellness journey rather than feeling like you have to do all the things all at once. Yeah, and I think I know for me, if I'm if I'm not sure which are the one or two most important things, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, take it to prayer. Okay, mm -hmm. God, like I have all these things, where should I start? Like what's the first thing I should start with? Um, it, he'll let you know. <laughs> I'm sure he'll let you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, the next the next step we have for you guys and the next suggestion is to define the reasons for making the change. So I think this is super impactful. When you decide on something, um, the intent or the reason behind your decision. So if you decide on something because your mom or your wife or your husband, whoever wants you to do it um, or is encouraged you to do it, that more often than not leads to you kind of like almost giving up on that because it wasn't something that you yourself wanted to do. So I think um, important factor in this is having your own personal reasons for choosing whatever you're going to start with in your finance journey. I'm going to start with this because for me, this is most important to pay off my student loan debt. For me, it's most important to start tracking my spending, but it has to be something that comes from you. And again, like that comes from prayer. But um, yeah, I think once you start doing things for other people, that's not always gonna help you to stick to it. We all know the Simon Sinek book, The Start With Why, you know, and, and all too often we focus on the goals and everyone has goals, but what separates successful people from, um, or those who are successful of accomplishing their goals from those who aren't is having a really focused reason for why mm. you're putting in the effort and your whatever reason that is should be stirring up emotion in you. Mm. There should be some stirring of the Holy spirit in you to get you to get you to stick to it because it's going to get hard. It's not going to be an easy process because if it was easy, you would have already done it, you know? So if you are in debt, you need to have some emotional buy-in as to why you are denying yourself or why you're taking certain actions and doing certain behaviors to get yourself and you get your financial house in order, you know? So there should be some emotion behind it. And something else I just encourage you to think of is, um, you know, if you haven't read the Simon Sinek book yet or seen his YouTube stuff, it's phenomenal. And, and I urge you to go look at it, but he draws this diagram, right? Where like, uh, it's like this, uh, two ring circle and then on the outside is goals and then he goes to the, the process which is you know how things are done and and then uh, he encourages people to start with why which is the inner circle and if you start there you're going to be more successful I suggest that there's uh, one more inner circle to that and I think that's who are we who mm. are you you know we are children of God because we are that then our why is whatever your why is, you know? So I think take a step back and really think about who are you? Um, you are not just a, a, a consumer. You're not just a, uh, a credit card number. You mm. are a child of God. And because of that, then you develop your why. I love that. That's so awesome, Caitlin. I'm going to look up that Simon. It's What's it called? Simon Sinek? Simon Sinek. Um, and yeah, his book is Start With Why. He has other things. Uh, Leaders Eat Last. Um, Really, really good stuff. It's like leadership uh, type of, of material. But Start With Why is, it's one of those that once it was written, it was like an instant classic. So, mm, good. so That's good. great.
The third uh, suggestion we have for you, which gets me excited because I've told you before that I am always looking for, I call them saint buddies. But it, um, the third tip we have for you is to look for or use a patron saint, a Bible verse or a prayer to help you achieve your goal. The Bible, we've said it so many times, has countless verses on finances and um, and there's so many saints, amazing saints out there that can help you with this and it can be inspirations to you. Uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to hear about one of our, our saints that's a, a special saint to us. And so um, this is just a way to kind of go a little bit deeper and have a little bit of accountability in in our faith itself. Right. So just through the Bible or through scripture that can help you to stay accountable to your goals. We're starting a little kind of mini series of financial patron saints. So that'll be next week. And we'll we'll let you listen to a. Uh one particular saint that we did some research on. I'm really excited for that episode. You know, I always think of saints as like older siblings, you yep. know, I, and that's kind of my, my thought with saints and, you know, there's, there's one father, but they've mm. been through it with the father before, you know, like they, they understand how to work us towards him because they've been there, done that. And so it's kind of like talking with an older sibling and saying, what did you do to please the father? Like what, hmm. what did you do in this world that, got you to this, this, you know, sainthood. And, and I kind of have that, that perception of saints. A lot of saints have been there with crazy financial issues too. You know, like we have to remember that they were humans and they had to operate in the economies they lived in. They dealt with money and they dealt with um, debt and they dealt with people at their financial lows. And let's not forget the power of the saints to give us some insight along the way, especially if you are going through a particular issue, have a fine, you know, a certain goal of a certain type, go to scripture. So if you are dealing with debt, go to Proverbs 22, seven, I'm not going to read it. I want you to go, go to Proverbs 22, seven. If you're paying off a specific loan, go to Sirach 2011. If you are trying to save money, go to Proverbs 21, 20. If you are dealing with overspending as we do go to uh, first book of Timothy chapter six, verse 10. So go to these places, go there and meditate on that. Maybe write it at the top of your, your spending tracker. I keep a little post note over my camera on my laptop, put it there, you know, just remind yourself of these scripture passages. There's over 2,500 verses in the Bible on how to manage money and possessions. There's something in there. I'm, I'm pretty sure if, if you are stumped, email us and we'll yeah. try we will find one for you because I'm sure there's yeah. one that fits perfectly. For yeah, sure. I love, I do the same thing, Kate. And I love what you were saying about the older brother and sister as this, looking at the saints like that. That's such a, I've never thought of it like that. And I'm super visual as well. So I, I have scriptures. I write them on index cards and I kind of just tape it on my um, mirror in my bathroom because I know I'll see it there every day because every day I have to brush my teeth. So I will see it there every day. So whatever you're going to look every day, whatever can help you to remember the goal, um, whether it's maybe a little a saint card that you have or a verse written out somewhere or just a quote that you have, but put it somewhere where you're not going to miss it, um, wherever that may be for you on your coffee pot, wherever you're going to look every day to remind you of your goal. Coffee pot's good. That's a yeah. good idea. My mom does that to my dad when she has some things she wants him to like do in the morning or whatever. She'll leave it there because <laughs> she knows he's going to get coffee. So she'll put like coffee's made. Oh, can you please like whatever tasks you need or just like sometimes just I love you or whatnot, but on the coffee pot. Because <laughs> you know, like you're going to be there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, so cute. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So between the saints and scripture, I guarantee your problem's not unique. 
No. <laughs> Someone else has been there, done that for sure. I think that's something that it it is personal, but it's it's also universal in the sense where it's it's happening to you, but it's happened to others, um, whether it's a saint or to someone else. And so it's not, you're not going through this alone. There's definitely places to look for, for encouragement. Um, what was I going to say, Caitlin? Maybe we can put those those scriptures in our in our show notes so they can look them up. We won't mm -hmm. give them what it says, but we'll make them look it up. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Pull your Bibles out. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, really, I cheat. Mine's on my USCCB app um, on my phone. So you don't have to go get a physical book, but you can, you can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But there is something about, I, I'm not, I'm not shaming your, your app, but there is something about there going is. into the Bible. And I've, I've been making that something I've been doing more often in my morning prayer time and just going in and like, reading and rereading and highlighting at first when i started reading the bible i'm like no i can't write in the bible i'm like uh yes i can i write i highlight so there's something yeah. to say about that so whatever way you yeah. do it is great but there's something beautiful about reading the bible itself um just gotta get in there right yeah all right so number four so we talked about our first step was concentrate on one or two don't do all the things the second step was to find the reason for making the change uh, start with your why or your who. The third one was use a patron saint or a Bible verse to help you um, accomplish your goal. And now we're going to say the fourth one is you make your resolution achievable. We have such high aspirations for our future selves, don't we? Like my future self is going to be like working out every morning and balancing my books every single day and not spending any money on anything frivolous. But then life happens and then we have a ton of empathy for our past selves. Like we justify ourselves, right? Don't we? I don't know. I, I feel like- Yes, I'm laughing because I agree so much. Right, right. So when we think about our future selves, our future selves are like these, uh, these superheroes that are just going to have so much self-control. Maybe, <laughs> but maybe stuff is going to happen between here and there. And what I don't want to happen is that you get upset that you didn't accomplish mm. your goal. So make it something achievable, make it something realistic. Um, and that way you feel the sense of accomplishment. Also, what I would see a lot when I work with people one on one, they would set this crazy savings goal of, you know, whatever it is, several thousand a month. And then they would do a really good job and save several hundred, right? So before they weren't saving anything or they were going into debt. And now we are to a place where they were saving like several hundred, but because their goal was thousands, they felt like they were a failure. So I think you need to make it something achievable, but also something that you can celebrate and you're not going to feel like you, you missed your goal because the goal was so far-fetched. It wasn't even accomplishable. I don't know. Have you ever done this before? I mean, you were an athlete. So any, uh, uh, yeah, all yeah. the time I, yeah. I, I, I've told you, I struggle with being a little bit extreme in my, I usually have like all the things for Lent and all the things for new year's resolutions. And, and it's really easy to, to imagine my future self, like you said, this superstar of a person. Um, so I think what I've learned to do is I, first I write everything down. So I'll write down that loft, super lofty goal. Right. And then I'll say, okay, Diane, this is not realistic. What is realistic? Okay, so then I make it a realistic goal. And then I just add like one thing that might make it a little bit more challenging, like just one so that I can stretch myself a little bit. So like this is realistic and this would be super awesome if I was able to do that plus this one extra thing. And that way I know that that one extra thing, if I don't do it, that was kind of a stretch anyways, but 
these are the things that I want to get done. So that's kind of how I do it. But I just, I know myself well enough to know how I have to set goals. Um, but yeah, it's easy to get caught up and make super lofty goals. And then, right. but just being realistic is important. And also that, that takes a little bit of time of looking at your situation and, and all of these things we've talked about, like having a budget and having, you know, your spending journal and all that stuff to look at it and say, okay, what is realistic for me and my family where we're at right now? Cause it's going to look very different for each person and for each family. Um, mm -hmm. So the fifth step we have for you is to make your resolution part of a long-term goal. And I loved this idea. If you decide to pay off your debt, maybe tie that to the idea or the goal of putting yourself in a position to buy a house, right? So it's it gives you a little bit of extra, I think for me, extra motivation, right? Like if I get this done, I get that next goal that I want as well. Um, so maybe getting out of debt means that you can save for retirement or for funding college for your kids. So it, again, that needs to be very personal um, and realistic. Yeah. And I think this goes back to the money map. I always uh, would struggle with my clients with developing an emergency fund. Cause like that is no fun. And it's just really money that sits there and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's money you won't have to use, you know, all these different things and people would struggle with it. But when you tie it into the goal of eventual homeownership or being mm -hmm. able to retire, and this is the process that you should follow um, to have financial stability and have your financial house built on a solid foundation, you can build a financial house on sand, like go ahead, but the storm will hit and that's going to get knocked over, right? So making sure th those initial things like paying off the debt, saving for the emergency fund, they don't seem like much fun, so we struggle to stick to them. But when you tie them into the things like buying a house or um, you know, eventually retiring or maybe eventually going on a mission trip or whatever you wanna do, it makes those things a little bit more palatable. And then also you get the benefit of having a solid financial foundation. Often people go ahead and jump along the money map and skip things because you know an emergency won't happen to me or whatever it is, but you're building your financial house on sand. That storm will come. You'll get knocked over. So that was number five. I'm going to take your spot. I'm going to number six again, Kate. Number six is, um, and I love this, and that's why I want to share it, because something that I do is to make and be very specific about exactly what your goal looks like, right? So if you say, I want to manage my money better, that's great. That's a super awesome goal. What does that look like? Like, how are you going to do that? Same thing you're talking about. If you don't have a roadmap for what that looks like or how to define success, then it's going to be really hard to stick to that goal. Um, and it may, it may waver. This month I managed it well, but next month I don't because you don't know what that looks like. Um, I love the idea of like having specific, whether you have to attach a number to it or a date. I love attaching dates to my goals, right? So an example could be I want to save $1,000 for an emergency by December 30th, 2021, or whatever date it is you have in mind. Um, but when you make it concrete, right, then that's, mm -hmm. you can check in on yourself, you can hold yourself accountable and say, okay, well, it's December 1st, and I only have $400 in my savings account, like, I need to pick this, this game up a little bit. Um, so I love attaching dates and making like exactly what it's going to look like for me to get to that goal. You know, all too often, we think that financial wellness is a feeling. Like it's just something you are, you're not. And I think applying tangible, like well-defined measurable goals and applying them to your financial wellness journey, um, it gives you something to celebrate. And then it also helps you realize that it's a matter of daily behavior rather than just like a state of being. All right. And the seventh final one we have here today 
is to find what you'll do each week to meet your goal. In our, our last financial fasting uh, episode, we were talking about implementing the financial fast that we're going to be doing. We spoke about how on Fridays, we no longer have to avoid eating meat, but it is supposed to be a day of like, you know, remembering um, how we're growing as Catholics. So maybe do a Friday check-in. Maybe that's your day to check in and make sure you're sticking towards your resolutions and growing yourself as a financial disciple. But if you let it go more than weekly, it's going to be something that falls off your plate. So ideally, this is something you check in daily about, but we know how life is. So make it a Friday habit. Check in with yourself. Am I on track? Am I meeting my goals? Um, and make that part of your, your Friday offering. So whenever I start fasting, whether it's financially or not, if I say I'm going to fast for 30 days or whatever, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so many days. But if I say, okay, this school week, so five days, I'm going to do this. I can do that in five days, right? I can save, you know, $5 or I can not eat meat one of those five days. But if I have a general 52 week plan, that's a lot more difficult for me. So I think just giving each week its own little goal, this little goal is going to help me get to that big goal. Um, and it just helps you stay on track. You know, it's just, yeah, it, it's super helpful. And it's again, tangible, attainable. And that's the goal. We don't, we don't want anyone to, to, to slip and then think that they're so far off track. They can't get back on the road again. Cause you can, even if you slip, it's going to happen. That's okay. Just make a goal for the next week and kind of stick to that goal for try and stick to that goal for the next week. So our resolution here is that 21 day financial fast. Um, I was excited when we first started talking about it and now I'm thinking, Oh man, I gotta like make this, <laughs> make this happen. <laughs> oh goodness. Are you anticipating any challenges? Yeah, I am. I was thinking about it since we've been talking about it. Um, I, I want to print out um, the budget and I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I loved the idea that you shared about what John and Evelyn did. They kept a journal in their, I guess their car or something. And they wrote in every purchase. Again, I don't have to show that to anyone because I don't have anyone to show it to, but I think I want to do that because I know that I, um, well, like sometimes just go to Publix to get a coffee or I'll go, you know, like somewhere just to get like one little item where I could have brought that from home instead. So I just want to see where my money is going. And I remember doing that with the Bible study whenever I took the Bible study in 2019 and it opened my eyes to like, my money goes so many places. It doesn't have to go, right? It goes to like Starbucks or it goes to lunch at the salad place I want or whatever. So I'm, I'm, that's going to be a challenge to write it down and then um, be honest with myself. Like, Oh yeah, I did get that. I should write that down. So what about for you? I think our, our biggest challenge would probably just be the tracking because I mean, I, I do use a tracking app and I think it's just the keeping on track of my spending, but also my husband's spending and then the kids because they have their own perception of needs mm. and um, we're going to have to make sure we define that with them beforehand and let it be like a family affair, you know, because if I just decide to do it, it's me pushing it on them and we need to make this like a family thing. So I'm wondering if there's any other families participating, let us know. And if you are going through the fast, email us. Cause we said yeah. that in the, the fasting episode, we'd like to have you on the podcast. Let's talk about it. And we're called to grow as disciples, but also grow disciples. So let's spread this mm. of financial discipleship. Um, and if you have a story and, and something fun to share that you learned throughout your fasting experience, we can grow together. Absolutely. So Kate, and as we were preparing, I found um, a little, prayer for generosity. So I will, if you're okay with that, I will close us in this. Yes. Uh, it's called a steward's prayer, actually our favorite mm -hmm. word. So yes. in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit, generous and loving God, 
you call us to be disciples of your son, Jesus, and good stewards of all your many gifts. Open our minds and hear and open our minds and hearts to a greater awareness and deeper appreciation of your countless blessings. Transform us through the power of your spirit to nurture a steward, stewardship way of life marked by faith-filled prayer, service to our neighbor, and generous sharing. Teach us to be faithful servants of your gifts. With Mary's help, may we return tenfold the gifts entrusted to us. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org or you can give us a call at 407-878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.